her yes. We'll have to look this up. Whatever. We're a really terrible Star Wars podcast, by the way. <laughs> I'm not a dictionary. I'm, no, I'm no, 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 no. I, I agree with you. I'm just saying I don't even know that. Like, like I don't, I don't know that. In this episode, the Jedi handle arachnids, the Duchess handles assassins, and Baby Ahsoka handles the toothy kitty. We'll discuss Clone Wars episodes 213, 214, and Tales of the Jedi 1 in this edition of the 11 Parsecs Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 35 of the 11 Parsecs Podcast. My name is Eric. I'm here with my good buddy John. Hello. And uh, today we are going to be talking about two more episodes of The Clone Wars, which we've been doing for a while. But we're getting close to the end of season two. Uh, these are starting to get a lot better, too. I so we'll, we'll, shouldn't, shouldn't preface the podcast by saying that, but uh, <laughs> we'll talk about that. And then also we, we watched Tales of the Jedi, uh, the first episode of that, which uh, I've got some opinions. So, uh, so yeah, that's going to be a good discussion, too. Um, before we get started, we always uh, have a, a nice, tasty colon poured. Uh, John, what are you drinking tonight? Well, thanks to you, I'm having something I've I've never seen. I still haven't seen this in the stores. Uh, it's called Shirtless IPA, West Coast style, and uh, I know nothing about this. Do, do you remember this? Beer? Oh, I, well, I remember it being very tasty. Hence, why I don't have one to drink with you tonight. Yeah, um, we were supposed to share this on the pod. <laughs> yeah, we were. And uh, time passes. That was that was a while back, and I think I was just like, oh, this was a good beer. And then I was like halfway through it, I'm like, oh wait a minute, I think I was saving. The I remember the this. Yeah, drink, wait a minute, drink, yeah. But it is a very good. It is a very good beer, and I think I got it at West or our, our, our local Green Line, our local haunt. Yeah, I just haven't seen it. Green Line Brewery. Where is Green Line Brewery? Is, that, is this a Georgia beer? Uh, I don't think it was is in it? the Georgia section. Um, it says something about Georgia songwriters. Canton. It is from Georgia. It is a Georgia beer. Look at you. Yeah, well, that, that's what's weird about our, our package stores that we have like a, a Georgia section for the beer. We, we we are very lucky in that our store has lots and lots of tasty brews. Uh, we have a, a section in the Georgia on the right hand side, or if you're looking at the big freezer, and then on the left hand side, it's kind of stuff from all over the U.S. that distributors bring in and etc. And um, yeah, I didn't remember getting that from the Georgia side of the freezer, but apparently I did. Canton, Georgia. I mean, that's that's got to be a pretty new brewery because Canton's not far from us, and I don't think uh, I've... it's. Heard of it. No, I've never heard of Green Line. It's actually I can read the can here. It's uh, Contract Brew uh, from Big Kettle Brewing. So Green Line is the the maker of the beer, but they're contracting the brewing with Big Kettle Brewing, which is in Lawrenceville. So it's all over the place. Interesting. It's uh, it's literally we're never right. Heard of them either. I think we're honestly like we live right in the middle of those two places. In the heart of beer country. In the heart of beer, in the heart of Georgia beer country. So, so um, I, I'm going with the 10th anniversary IPA. That it was recently the 10th anniversary of our local brewery down the street, Cherry Street. And um, I've already had a couple of these, and they're very, very good, very, very strong, but very, very good. What percentage is the shirtless? Uh, this is nothing high. It's I think five eight. How strong is the 10th anniversary? Now uh, the 10th anniversary is a 10.1. Let me grab it real quick. Hold on. Okay, there you go. Yeah, yeah, it was a, it was, it was on up there, and I was like, oh no, it's just straight up 10, percent but it is a pint. So I mean, I'll, I'll be, I'll be feeling it by the end of the podcast for sure. Very cool design. We'll post a picture of it. Um, again, these are our local guys, and we support them. Uh, very, New Zealand hops, New Zealand Rawaka, and Nectaron Citra. Hmm. No, and Nectaron Citra, the two separate types of hops, but New Zealand Rick. Waka. It's the first time I've ever, I think, had a uh, yep. beer. Don't know that one. Yeah, that's good. All right, well, let's drink. Let's quit done. Let's talk. drink. Uh, are, are you ready to pop? Ready to pop. All right, three, two, one. Oh, and I shook it up again. I always do this. Yeah, you gotta do that, man. Well, I'm sitting there reading the can, and then I'm all like giddy about new beer, and I'm like, oh, boring. Very nice smell. Yeah, that was a good beer. That that really was. I remember that one. That was. Oh, that's delicious. Yes, very nice. Almost a candy-like quality to it. Yeah, it was. It was good. All right, so we're back on our Clone Wars biz. Um, well, I shouldn't say back on our Clone Wars biz. We've been on the Clone Wars biz for I don't know how long. We're, we're in season two. For those of you that don't know this podcast, basically we're going through the entire Star Wars Disney canon as of a date, man, probably about two years ago, where we stuck our line in the sand and said, hey, we're going to take the exact timeline as it exists today, not adding any of the new stuff into it later, um, and we're going to take the exact Star Wars timeline, BBY chronological order, and we're going to go through every single piece of uh, audio dramas, uh, books, magazines, 
comics, shows, everything. We're, we're, we're doing it all. Now, the last, oh man, probably about the last 12 podcasts we've been in the Clone Wars. We're, we're doing about two to three episodes a, a, a podcast, but um, I, I'm enjoying it. I, I didn't, like I said, we've talked about it before. We didn't really watch it. Uh, I watched maybe a couple of episodes of the Clone Wars throughout the whole, like, what is it, nine seasons or ten seasons. And uh, you hadn't watched any of them, I don't think, before we started this. No, I think it's only five seasons, though. Oh no, it, it's it's on up there. I think. What? Yeah, man. Okay. Yeah, I think they, I think they've got like like at least seven or eight. We'll, we'll we'll figure that out as we go. Okay. Maybe I'm wrong. I could totally be wrong too. Um. So yeah, so we're we're in the we're in the middle, or actually we're toward the tail end of season two. Now that I think about it. So uh, if you remember, John, probably about four or five podcasts ago, we jumped. We went from like episodes season two, episodes like eight and nine, and then we jumped all the way up to like I think it was like sixteen or fifteen. Uh, 15. Yes. And we watched yeah. from 15 to 19, I believe. That was the Zilla Beast episodes and some of the other kind of cool. There was one that was like a one-off with the six or the the um, the bounty hunters that were protecting that city of little like monkey lake things. And um, and we watched those guys and then came back and started doing uh, really what most of the Death Watch stuff. That's where we're at now with uh, Satine and, and that whole little, little mini arc. And the episodes that we're reviewing tonight are uh, episodes 13, which is Voyage of Temptation, and episodes 14, which is the Duchess of Mandalore, which is the continuation of the Mandalore uh, kind of arc that if you ever go on any lists that are the summary list of what Clone Wars episodes you should most definitely watch, these are all in there, all the Mandalore stuff. And, of course, it sets up, you know, uh, the Fett series and some other stuff. But um, let's start out with Voyage of the Temptation. That was uh, that happened in uh, February 7th of 2010, I believe. Or February, sorry, February 5th, 2010. And um, the Jedi and their clones defend Duchess Satine in the assassinations attempts. Um, so basically, this, and I'm not going to give a huge summary, but Satine and them are jumping on a ship to go back to Coruscant, and Anakin and Obi-Wan are uh, protecting her and three or four different other senators on the Coronet, which is a really cool ship. I, I really enjoyed that ship. And, I, and did you notice if that is the same type of ship that we see in um, the Han Solo movie? No. It's like a super tall ship. It, it, that's the only thing I remember about it. Oh. It's like, it's like you see this like it's like it's like a cruise ship at the top, but then like yeah. the bottom just goes like forever and ever, and it's probably like the crew sleeping quarters and all that stuff. But I think in this show that was meant to be the storerooms that we see the main kind of um, progression of the storyline for this episode for episode thirteen. Um, basically, you got these four senators on Anakin and Obi Wan are protecting while they go back to Coruscant. Uh, Satine's on the ship, uh, and then these spider droid things like assassin droids kind of come out that somebody had stowed away. And, um, I don't know. What, what did you, did you like this episode? Did you think it was pretty good? Uh, I, no, I thought this was a very good episode. The assassin droids were, were awesome. Yep. They, the, they were introduced with a really cool jump scare, uh, right at the beginning there. That was, that was very well done. Very nice. And then, uh, when, when they destroyed the assassin droid and you, you realize that they had all these little, like little baby droids, yes. you know, on the, on the yes. top, was that was creepy as crap. Wasn't it? That was really cool. Very, very yeah. creepy. And I mean, really like, Oh God. Yeah. Oh, the damage that those things can do, but then they ended up kind of being useless. So, you know, well, was, they just ended like, up oh, being, okay. being killable really easily or at least captured. Very really. killable. Yeah. They, I pictured them like leaping on someone's face and just ripping it apart, you know, which would make an interesting kid show. Or, or, but they ended up. <laughs> Uh, you know, just, yeah, they were just picked off easily. It was not a big deal. Yeah, I mean, if you would have had them to have been more potent, like a little, like, toxin or something like that in there, then you really got to worry, because you're like, oh my god, these things are everywhere. And then even yeah. even Anakin, though, whenever they whenever they escape, they kill one of them, and then all the little baby spider droids come out of the mom's back or whatever it was. And uh, even there, they're like, they're searching through, like, what looks to be somewhat like a warehouse type thing for these little itty-bitty droids. Yeah. And uh, that's got to be, you know, the whole mess in and of itself, which which was really cool. And there was not just one. I think there was like four that got brought on the ship. Four of the baby droids? No, the big ones. Oh, the assassins. Yeah, yeah there were three or four. Yeah, it, it, it was it was a lot. It was a decent amount. And, and a uh, whole and, bunch of babies. And, and that's a setup where uh, it drives me nuts because they've set up a situation where that would be... That would be really freaking hard to find all of the yeah. little droids that have scattered, you know, throughout the ship like cockroaches. Totally. But it ends up not being a big deal. Yeah, no, it, well, not just that, but, like, I was thinking the whole time, I was like, well, why don't the, the, the mother spiders just release all the babies first, let them figure out right. where everything is, and then the big ones come out, and then you're like, oh, no, it's right. big ones, you know? Like, I don't know. It, it was very interesting. Basically, um, what happens is, is they suspect that one of the senators that's with Satine is... Uh, is part of the Trade Federation's plot to kind of overtake Mandalore and, and cause strife in the Civil War so that the Galactic Republic 
will, or sorry, the Galactic Senate will then sir, uh, send troops into Mandalore and pretty much occupy Mandalore. And of course, Satine and, and her side of the Mandalorians don't want that at all. And they don't even want to be part of this war. They want to remain completely neutral. She's a fairly pacifist uh, in pretty much every regard when it comes to this war. And, fairly uh, pacifist? Yeah, yeah. That's the, the, the pivotal moment at the end of the episode. Yes, yeah, so let's talk about extremely that. Extremely pacifist. So, so I really enjoyed that last scene, too. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's why it, it, it really went up in my uh, estimation. Um, that's the wrong word. I liked it more with the ending. How about that? Yes, I agree with that, too. And I, and I think that it just kind of shows. What, and I think the neat thing about the ending, too, is so basically Satine and Obi-Wan are caught in this little like gambit because the. The senator that actually brought the uh, assassin droids has Satine. He's got a blaster to her head, and she grabs the blaster. She disarms him and grabs the blaster. But he knows that she won't shoot him because she's pacifist. And then he also knows that Obi-Wan cares about Satine, so he doesn't want to come across as not pacifist by killing him. So he's right. kind of like playing both of them, and then out of nowhere, Anakin just chops him down, and it's a just it's, right I mean, stab him straight yeah, through, yeah. just brutal. That and was then, fantastic. And then the best is Anakin's just like, oh, all right, here we go. That was it. Like, like it was like yeah, it was, it was just it, very like cautious. And then the the part that got me though was both uh, Satine and Obi Wan were just kind of like, yep, yeah, all right, take care of. Well, and, because they didn't they didn't have any role in that, right? They didn't have well, they didn't have a role in it, but they also don't really care that this guy was chopped down. I mean, it, it's a very interesting dynamic when it comes to the pacifist part of it. Obi Wan, I mean, he definitely defend you know whoever he needed to, but uh, but Satine's just kind of like, okay, take care of the business for me. I don't have to worry about it. Well, yeah, if she had not been there, right, Obi-Wan would have sliced his hand off. Oh, totally. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. But I mean, he it, still could have sliced his hand off, right? I mean, that's not killing him. Well, we should, his hand off. we should probably talk about, though, that, that this this episode really brings in, or, or it, I believe that very early on in the episode, you realize that there was a real relationship between Satine and Obi-Wan. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, like, a, like, a, like a very deep relationship. And Anakin, you could tell he's just kind of, like, befuddled by this, because I really don't think he thought... That could never even happen with Obi Wan. You know what I mean? There wouldn't even well, be the temptation. Yeah, he and and he's the the stand in for us because that's how I feel. It's like well, what? Yeah, no, he's agreed. been like you know Obi Wan's been like a monk. Yeah, for all this time, and and now we find out that oh no, and he says he would have left the Jedi Order for her. Well, let's not let's not let's not get ahead of ourselves because I think that's fourteen, isn't it? And that the end of fourteen? No, no, that's the end of this one. Oh, is it the end of this one? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, she says I, I I loved you, and then he was like, "Well, I would have left the Jedi Order." That's right. Yeah, because yeah, he said yeah, yeah. he said this is hardly the time, and then says, okay, fine, I loved you too. You know, I mean, as they're being uh, held hostage by the, the dude with the kill kill switch thing, dead guy switch. All right, John, you know what I'm going to ask you? What? One one through a hundred. What do you got? Uh, this one uh, I actually thought of this at the time I was watching it, and I wanted to say it was like an eighty-eight. Okay, yeah, I, had I mean, I really uh, the ending yeah. is what jumped it up probably five points. Yeah, I had an eighty-seven. The assassin droids were awesome. No, they were great. Yeah, and and the whole the whole like kind of two levels of the assassin droids, which was really cool. And then also too, there's a lot of um, like he uh, whenever he commandeers the ship, but he being um the senator, the evil senator, he commandeers commandeers the ship. He just goes in and just blasts people at the bridge. Like it's a no hole bars episode. Like it's a it's a legit like. There was a lot of people that died in this episode. Clones died. The one guy was begging for his life. He's like, no, no, yeah. please, no. Boom. Yeah, and it's just like, oh, okay, wow, we're crossing some thresholds here with this one. I liked it. Um, yeah, I thought it was really good. It's probably it's probably. It's hard to compare with Zillow Beasts because I really enjoyed those two episodes, but it's on up there for season two and season one, in my opinion. I mean, it was a really, really good episode. All right, let's move on to 14, The Duchess of Mandalore. So this is kind of the, the cap, uh, the feather of the cap, I think, because I'm pretty positive that the ones after this were the ones that we previously watched. So this would be the end of the arc. Um, basically, Satine gets to Coruscant, and Death Watch is kind of mobilizing because they think that, or they know that um, Doku is going to get uh, Grievous to land the troops on there. They, they know something's in play to where they're bringing war to Mandalore, and it's, it's completely against what Satine wants. Um, and then they get there and then Satine's kind of like blindsided because there's this video of, uh, one of the guys from her homeworld saying, we're pretty much already at war. Like there's really nothing you can do. It's already, and, and she knows this person very closely and she's like, what, what, what is going on? This is not him. This is not right. So Satine kind of goes off on this mission to figure out what happened and why he's saying this. And, and it ends up coming back to, I, it wasn't the Jedi archives. It was some other kind of arch- archival, uh, place, but she ends up being able to find out that this was some type of edited footage and she has it, but she's also like pretty much a criminal at this point. 
So she's got. Well, it. she gets she gets blamed for the uh, death of the guy who brought uh, her longtime friend from Mandalore, who brought the foot the full footage. Oh, that's right. Because, right. like you said, yeah. it was edited down footage, which is kind of obvious when you think about it. Because she she um, said that he would never say these things. Well, he did, but that was a tiny part of what he said. What he actually meant to say, the full message was very very different. Yeah, it completely. was. We don't need the Republic's help. We got this. Leave us alone. And then also, too, we get to see Padme a little bit in here, where, where she's doing a little bit more of the, the Senator stuff and um, the, the Politico. And yeah. uh, it was it was a good episode. I don't know. I mean, it, eh, the, the, it was okay. The pilot eating it was kind of out of left field for me. I didn't think that they'd do that, where they jumped off the 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 uh, little taxi thing that was run amok, and uh, he just goes right into the wall. And I was like, oh, okay. Continuing on from no, last that, episode. Well, the, the whole thing with the, you know, the... the sp- Beaters into the trees and Return of the Jedi. It's a yeah, thing. Okay, yeah. fair enough. Okay, fair enough. The Tie Fighters always hit a rock or something. You know, it's just, it's a it's a it's a trope. But um, no, I love the fact that there's first of all, uh, you know, they're getting away on their or she's taking off on on her car, and then uh, you see the assassin has planted something on the car, and it's like a tiny little bomb that takes takes out the navigation system. So you you had access to her transportation. And you took out the guidance system. Yeah. Just plant a bigger bomb, dumb. Yeah, yeah, that was that was kind of weird, and, and also too, it was like not even really like a. Does it? It was more like the, like uh, the guy that dies, the the pilot was kind of like, oh, I guess our navigation system's out. Like it wasn't like even a big like explosion thing. Like like you probably could have just got under the hood and messed around with it and done the same. Well, that, yeah, it, none of that made any sense. You know, it's not. If my GPS goes out when I'm driving down the road, I don't veer into a tree. It's just okay. Let's just pull over here. Well, we don't know Coruscanti GP. We don't know this. We have to it, take okay, this. Okay, so it drove him into the wall. Okay, actually, actually, I can find we, that. We, it, it flew him into the wall because it didn't know where it was going. It was. It, it was but on top of that, the fact that they're speeding along, and all they have to do is jump, jump off. Yeah, that, that, yeah, that got it's me. Like all their forward momentum is totally gone. Yeah, and they just step, basically step onto a nearby roof. Yeah, and all three okay, of them kind is of that roll, how that works? Roll a little bit. Yeah, no, I yeah. yeah, that was that whole scene was just kind of a weird thing to show how in danger she was. But I totally, totally agree with you. Just like where, where is this? Is a terrible assassin. This guy must have been like the lowest of the low that they sent to Coruscant to kill her. You know what I mean? Yeah, eventually he just gave up trying to shoot them and threw a bomb down on them, which was a terrible idea because that's hardly precise. Yeah. And you could have shot them. Yeah, Obi-Wan just pushes her out of the way and then jumps up, and then he wings him off the cliff. And I'm like, all right, well, let's get get another assassin in here. You're going to need another assassin. And then he (laughs) zooms off in his little jetpack, and I'm like, dude, you could have been flying around this whole, like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, the more I talk about it, the more I'm just kind of like, yeah, that really wasn't all that great. It really was not a good episode. Yeah. It just fell flat. So much of it fell flat. It was not engaging. Uh, you can tell when, when something's not, not engaging you because you start nitpicking, and that's what this was. Well, I, I will say that I, don't, I didn't start nitpicking until I started talking to you about it. I did have the thing where I was just like, the guy just ran into the wall. And I was just kind of like, all right, let's, let's kind of add it in here that we, we're just progressing the story here. But um, overall, I enjoyed the arc. Uh, it did end on a pretty, on a pretty uh, not lame note, but average note, maybe, is the best way to say it. In my opinion, what do you got? No, I agree with that wholeheartedly. The The episode before was the real pinnacle. Um, this one completed the arc, but meh, I don't care. And also, too, I found it a little weird that she's been through, like, three or four life or death situations with, with Obi-Wan in the last, like, week. Because technically, this is not that far away from the first episode that we watched them in. And, right. uh... And at the end of last episode, they're like, I loved you. I loved you, too. We just couldn't let it work out. You know what I mean? Like, I had to go become a Jedi. Like, it was very, very powerful. And then on this one, she's just kind of like, ha, 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 your beard makes you look so old. Or something like that at the end of the episode. And it's just like back to flirting thing. And I'm just like, what? I'm like, this dude just saved your life, like, multiple times. And now you're like, now you're just kind of joking around, like, ha, 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 let's go back to the old ways. I don't know. Yeah, back back to duty. Sort of, sort of thing we see with um, Padme. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, it's yeah, that's a it's a that's a that's These a good career par- women, man. It's I'm a, telling you, <laughs> it's it's a light parallel, but I, I I will agree with you that it's parallel. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, it, overall, I enjoyed this arc a lot. I, I like I I feel like I understand now why people put this on their list and very high on their list, even if we didn't have uh, even if we didn't have the Mandalorian series, uh, I'd still say that this is a pretty pretty darn good little story arc that you really don't because we talked about it I think two podcasts ago where. Before this, you really hadn't, other than like the holiday special and stuff like that, you really hadn't seen that much of the Mandalorians. 
in anything. Right. I mean, right. uh, other than you know, other than of course the, the original movies with uh, with Boba, but like you really didn't see in Django, of course, in the clones. But actually, it's probably a little bit more than I'm giving it credit for. But I'm just saying that you never really saw outside of those people. You never really saw anything else about the world of Mandalore. And, and we talked about that. We were talking about like how if you would ask me if it was going to look all square and like like a like a destiny world or something like that for the video game like i would have been like what are you talking about but then it kind of works and fits whenever you watch it on the on the screen and uh, it's, it's pretty good pretty good i'm gonna give this one and I'm, i'll ask you after i give my score i'm gonna give this one like a 79 78 somewhere in there okay are you going are you going lower i have a feeling you're going lower i'm yeah i'm going lower okay uh, i it just really did not much for me so i'm more like a i want to say a 70 which sounds maybe a little too low, so we'll say 72. Nah, 70. The, the only thing bringing it up for me, of course, is that it's part of this arc. But other than that, yeah, I'm, kind of, I'm tending to agree with you. I'm, I'm tending to, to trend toward maybe like a 75, but my beer's kicking in. You know, I'd be feeling nice about it. So, <laughs> um, All these shows are great. Okay, so so let's go. Let's go. So, so we, we we finished. A, I was thinking about it the other day. I was like, what all have we actually finished, other than like singular books or singular comics? We finished the Obi Wan Anakin series on the comic books, which were awesome. Um, we're still working through Age of Resistance, uh, that whole comic set. Uh, we haven't started the core Star Wars uh, comic line yet. We will be at, at some point soon. Okay, yeah, yeah. So so we we really haven't we really haven't finished anything except we did get done with Visions, which is of course a seven episode serial series. That's like. Smaller stories, it technically isn't canon, but we did start watching Tales of the Jedi, which, um, but I, I'm not going to say, you, you leave this conversation. I, I want to know what you thought about that. Tales of the Jedi, episode one, Life and Death. Yep. The, Ahso- um, the Ahsoka episode. The, well, yeah, that's the first thing I was going to say is, it's baby Ahsoka. I mean, that's that's cool. You know, let, let's learn a little more backstory about her. Um, she's of course the first person you think of when you see what is the species there with the tails. I keep on saying I keep on to say Twilight, but we've talked about this multiple times. Where we really need to go over. No, Twilights are they? Yeah, that that's they're the they're the they're different. They don't have the striped tails like um, Ahsoka uh, does and her yes. people. We'll have to look this up. Whatever. We're a really terrible Star Wars podcast, by the way. <laughs> I'm not a dictionary. I'm, no, I'm no, 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 no. I, I agree with you. I'm just saying I don't even know that. Like, like I don't, I don't know that. Like, I'm just kind of like I need to go back. Like I said, we we need to come up with these flashcards, and we need to be able to, to to cycle through the flashcards and remember all these different species because this happens every podcast. We're always oh, like, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I barely remember the name. I had to write down uh, Duchess Satine because I was not going to remember that either. <laughs> but regardless. It shows where she grew up, or at least where she was born. I guess I should say. Well, uh, her, her her culture, and yeah. uh, you can you kind of see where it's going. Um, maybe maybe I'm just kind of paranoid, but I could see where it was going. You know, they go off hunting. Uh, her mom uh, and her and and baby Ahsoka go hunting, and it's just uh, you know you get the sense something bad's coming, uh, and something really bad was right behind you there the whole time. Uh, also, I gotta say, there was um, I picked up. Did you pick up some Avatar kind of vibes? Yep, that's exactly you know, what they, I was saying. They, now, now here, yeah. here, here's here's the thing though, is I picked up the Avatar vibe. I totally did, and then and, and that's there's there's two things that I wanted to talk about where I enjoy a the graphics were really good. I, th- I thought it was really well done, um, but the story was completely completely predictable. And then number two, um, I definitely and I I didn't know whether it was like a recency bias type thing with Avatar. So I didn't want to say anything about it, and that's why I kind of wanted to see if you said anything about it. But I totally, I totally felt like that too. And there's a whole like kind of, um, there's one scene where the mother's got the rifle and she's holding the baby or Ahsoka on her chest, and she's like kind of like like she even does the thing I think that they did in Avatar where she like kind of has to like aim a little bit differently because she's got the child right next to her. You know what I mean? Oh no, I didn't pick up on that. Yeah, and I was just kind of like oh, okay. okay, yeah. So I was just kind of like okay, okay. I mean, you know, it, it's yeah, it, it wasn't, it, it was good. I, it was, I don't. How how was she going to carry that big deer back by herself? I have no clue. I have no clue. She says she's going to. Yeah. Oh yeah. I will. You know. And can I carry you her, and this? Yeah. She sets the kid in the grass, and I'm like, well, yeah. there's your meat right there, man. I mean, there's that. that's like putting it in the dog bowl. It's like, yeah. And I was just like, oh man. Um, yeah. I mean, you, you knew as soon as as soon as she was taken by that cat, what was going to happen, and and I felt like it was just kind of like a. A hollow thing at the very end, where the the old lady Deathra De- 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 or whatever her name was was just kind of like, yeah, she's a Jedi. And then now, <laughs> now I'm like, I kind of like want to be like, okay, well, what happens next? Like, 
Does somebody alert somebody? Do they just know? Do they come down and pick her up? Like, how is this going to work? Like, how is she going to get down there? And like, how is somebody going to come take her away? And how is that going to go over with this village? You know, you know, that would be a that would be a good uh, an interesting um, not sitcom, not sitcom, but uh, like a serial where you're uh, on the Jedi team. You're with the Jedi team, kind of like like Law and Order. Think of that. Right. But your (laughs) job is to you get a hint, you get a tip and you go out to some far flung planet and you have to find, you know, you sense the vibrations in the force and you have to find out which baby, which child, you know, deal with the family and all that. Yeah. No, That'd totally fun. Well, remember we had that. Um, there was a Clone Wars episode where remember the babies in the lava. Oh um, yeah, yeah. yeah so, so I mean, we saw a little bit of that about how like, oh, you have to come take my child away, or or oh, that's really the question. I mean, they're not they're they're not going to forcibly take a child away. I don't believe they would. But how do you can like, well, who is the great salesman? You know, who is the yeah. guy that comes in there and is like, look, this child is extremely special. The old lady in the village saw this child is extremely special. We're all on the same page here. We can give her a great life, but she can never come back to you at all. But see, that's where you have you right there. You have a whole uh, story of you know one of the one of the Jedi. Uh, what do we call them? Pursuers uh, is conflicted because he can sense that this child is exceptionally strong in the Force, and the family doesn't want the child to go. And the child, of course, is a baby, so it doesn't have anything to say. And so the there's a conflict between the two. Uh, I guess they'd be would they be master apprentice? Would they be like? Padawan. No, I think I think if I remember right, during the audio book uh, for Doku uh, Jedi yeah. Lost, they talked about how there was uh, two of the people in the book were a team of people that actually went and found the Jedi younglings and brought them back. That's probably where I'm getting this from. Yeah. I'm not original. You know, probably just just pulling. Well, something I, I was going to say is I'm sure we'll encounter it at some point. You know, in the stories that we're we're going to watch, it's a stuff. real. That's a that's a series right there. Yeah, seriously, and, and that's where it's kind of like okay, well, mm, I don't know, man. I mean, it's, it, yeah. especially too is you got to think about that that um, sales pitch in light of different situations with the Jedi, though. Too, you know what I mean? Like, are the Jedi on the wane? Are they you know are they doing really well in public opinion? Like. Do people want their child to go do this? You know what I mean? And it's just kind of like, and also too, you got to have other people that are just kind of like tailing these guys being like, all right, well, if you don't take them, we'll steal them away. And you know what I mean? Like, yeah. 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 That's right. Yeah. They're, they're, they're waiting. Yeah. For the, if the Jedi don't get them, then these, uh, bad guys, these, um, maybe Sith adjacent people yeah. are going to swoop in and just steal them. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's, it's very interesting. It, it, it's a neat, it's a we, neat concept. But. Aren't we, aren't we uh, about to see a series that's set um, earlier, like way earlier? Isn't it one of the series coming out is set way in the uh, like Old Republic? Yeah, yeah. Well, well, there's a whole bunch of books and comics right now. That, so No, no, no. A series that's coming up, though. Oh. What am I thinking of? There is something coming out that I'm that made the Acolyte. Is that what you're thinking of? Uh, maybe that's what it is. Yeah. Anyway, that's where I was going with this, is set yeah. it, you know, a thousand years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yes. Yeah, so when this was just gearing up. Yeah. Yeah. No, well, I agree no, with that. How long have the Jedi been around? I thought they've been around for like I don't 10, know. Years. I don't know if the, the Acolytes in the same time period. It, that's something I, I just don't. I A lot of this stuff now is like, I watch it whenever it comes out, but I don't do the homework on it because we're doing this podcast. So I don't yeah. really know like when the timing is going to be, who the characters in the story are, who are the actors and actresses that have been hired for it, and all that kind of stuff. I see it come across in you know tons of Twitter feeds and all that kind of stuff. But um, there's a really good Twitter feed called the Space Shipper. Uh, if you're ever out there uh, looking for somebody new to follow, who who really does he he knows a lot, or he or she knows a lot, and they really go into depth on you. Know, this actor is going to be playing this role, suspectedly this role in this certain thing. So uh, if you're really into that and you want to know that, there's some really good Twitter feeds out there. But yeah, I don't I don't really know like i, I don't I, I try to keep up with it but now that you say that i wonder if it is going to be um one of the old republic type stories which would be really cool i mean i, I i'm still working on the book but um <laughs> but uh we shall not discuss the book we, we, we shall, shall not, not mention but we, to book. be fair to us we we drew our line in the sand sewell had mentioned that he was going to be putting that book out and then that had not come out yet so when we drew our line in the sand and said this is the timeline we're going to start focusing on and then we'll go back into the newer stuff later that didn't exist. That is, a, that is a poor excuse, my friend. <laughs> it is It is a bit of a poor excuse, but for Starlet Citadel and all those great stories. But, yes. Um, no, this is going to be this is going to be an interesting series to me, um, just because I like the art. I like the, the kind of mini sub-15 minute story. Like, I think this one clocked into like 13 minutes. Like, it wasn't long. Oh, it was very short. Yeah, no, it, not at all. Yeah, it, it's, it's, it's at all. a very akin to Visions, but this one is canon. 
Uh, I was going to say, this is canon. Yeah. Now I'm on board. Yeah, so it's a, yeah, it's, it's a little bit different with Visions because Visions, you were just kind of like, hey, this is a really awesome artist or a really awesome storyteller. Just rando spin but, <laughs> take of... <laughs> yes, you know, it just... was it was very... Some of those episodes were very, very different. Um, this is going to be more, you know, akin with the, the canon itself. And um, we're going to be reviewing the second one next week. So it, sh- it should be pretty good. Uh, yeah, I, I'm going to enjoy this series. And also, too, because... With visions, uh, you hadn't seen any of them when we went in, but I had seen some of them, so I was I kind of knew what was coming up. Whereas this one, I, I got no clue. You know what I mean? Like I, I was kind of surprised. I was like, "Oh, this one's about Ahsoka." You know what I mean? Like I was like, "Okay, cool." Yeah. So, um, yeah. so that'll be nice for me, just because like pulling up a new episode and be like, "Oh, what what am I going to learn about today?" And um, yeah, it'll be pretty cool. I'm excited about it. I don't think uh, this this is not this is not worthy of a score. It's such a just a tiny yeah. little. No, video. I agree with you. I agree with you. Yeah, doesn't need a score. Yeah, does not need a score. It just is. Yeah. Did you like it? Yes or no? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I liked it. I, I liked it. It's yeah. fine. Predictable, but 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 good. Uh, you know, I liked it. Yeah. All right, John. We'll come to the second part of the show, Geek Fest. Um, what all you been watching, man? So the the main thing I want to talk about is uh, I don't know if you've watched this at all or read the uh, original uh, books, but his Dark Materials. I read the very first book. And oh. greatly enjoyed it. Okay. And this was this was probably about fifteen years ago, whenever they oh, yeah. whenever they started talking about the movie. Um, the original, yeah, the, yeah. the, 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 the Nicole Kidman movie. Yeah, the Nicole Kidman one. And um, right. And I remember seeing, you know, somebody was just talking about how, hey, this is a really good book, a really good book. My wife uh, was really into Harry Potter at the time, and I was just looking around to see if I could find maybe something else that she would read. Um, that may be kind of fantasy, but not like full on in like the stuff that I read, like high fantasy, that kind of stuff. And um, and I read it and I thought it was a pretty I, I thought it was a very original story. Let me say that like the whole like it, it, it was good. It, 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 I enjoyed the book. Watched the movie. Movie wasn't bad. I don't know that I necessarily thought it was great either, though. Like, are you did you just watch the movie or did you read the book? Uh, my friend way back uh, gave the trilogy to me and said, read these books. Okay. Trust me. And so I read the first one and had the sim- similar reaction like, like you. It's like, oh, that was good. Okay, let me start the second book. You didn't touch the second book, I did right? not. I did not read a page of the second book. Okay. So it's it's it, it's well beyond spoil well beyond spoiler. So don't feel free to. Well, I'm not going to. I'm not, I'm not really going to spoil it. It's just it veers off like whoa. Okay, the first book was fine, but second book, I'm on board. Third book, holy cow! Are you serious? It got better. This is not what I expected this conversation to go. I thought is, I thought you were going to say the second book got worse, and then by the third one you were just no. like, okay, Interesting. No, okay. I mean, okay. when they when they came out with the the movie, uh, I thought, okay, fine. I hope this does well because I they got to make the second movie and they've got to make the third movie. There's no way they're going to make those. So how, how many? Course, so they didn't make them. I was about to say because I, I remember seeing Golden Compass the first one, but yeah. I did not remember even seeing anything about a second one. Did they quit on the second one or did they actually come out with? Oh, movie? the first one did so poorly. Oh, uh, okay. But they they they. They tried, and there was n- the studio had no interest. I wonder if it was because they maybe cast some really heavy hitters in that. Like it was Nicole Kidman and then uh, Daniel Craig. Uh, James, yeah, right. Yeah, Daniel, d- yeah, Daniel Craig. So I wonder if it was just going to be very expensive for them to make us uh, and the special effects. I mean, the polar bears and yeah. all that kind of stuff. I mean, that was that's an investment of a movie. I'm, I'm not, I'm not knocking that. Um, I wonder if it just didn't live up to its budget. Not necessarily. So that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, right. Okay. It didn't. It wasn't a bomb. Well, I think it was kind of considered a bomb, but it didn't make anywhere near enough to justify uh, such a budget. Yeah. So it was dead. It seemed. It seems like something that's right for Amazon or somebody like that or Netflix to come in and pick up that IP. Well, but they just did. HBO Max just released oh, all H- three seasons. HBO Max did. Wait. Or HBO Max. Whatever. HBO. Wait. 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 I'm super confused now. Released all three seasons. You thought we were talking about the books? No, 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 no. I knew we were talking about the books, and then okay. I have only seen the movie with Nicole Kidman and Daniel Craig. Yeah, it, they just completed. They just completed the the whole series on HBO Max with um, da- Daphne Keene. Is that her the the kid's name? So I'm a little confused. Is it is it just two more movies? It's a series. It's three seasons. Um, I don't know the number of episodes, eight, ten episodes per oh, season. Oh, okay, okay. That, that's 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 where my confusion was coming in. I thought you were saying that HBO made two more movies. You're saying there's nope. actually a full-on... 
Did full it, on wait. three three season full all the books all three seasons done. Okay, okay. So and so season season one is a retelling of Golden Compass. Right. Okay. Got you. And season two, Subtle Knife, and season three, uh, oh crap, Amber Spyglass. That's what it's called. Okay. Oh well, I will I will I will add these to my. So are you you're saying you really enjoyed them? Yes, I still recommend reading the books because the books, of course, are better. But they did a very good job. They did a really good job um, uh, with the series. And it, I used to want, like, if I had a, a, a an, an IP, as you would say, uh-huh. the, uh, that I loved, right, I would think, please, God, make a movie out of this. I want to see a movie of this. I don't think that anymore. It's, please make a series of this. Wow. As you have pointed okay. out in the past, because... Well, look at a series. You've got eight, nine, ten hours. Yeah, for for a book versus two hours, and and I'm and I can really dive in. Yeah, and, you know? and I'm fine if that series is even lower budget overall than the movie because you have more time to explore the characters and you have to get to know the characters better. Right. Which is which is so yeah. it's. Hey, I no longer hope for movies. I hope for series. That's that's the oh, transition. Oh, that's a, that's a, yeah. That's a, that's a and it's funny you say that because. It's gonna sound bad, but like whenever uh, I have gotten to where I much rather enjoy eight hours of coming down here with my family and watching Loki than going to see another Marvel movie at the movie theater. You know what I mean? Like, don't get right. me wrong, I enjoyed yeah. I enjoyed that experience, but like I skipped um, Black Widow. I skipped the latest Black Panther. All those, I'm just kind of like, I'll wait till they hit Disney Plus. You know, I'm just not. It's, yep. it's just it's kind of pricey to go to the movie theater now. You know, we're dropping a little bit. You know, sixty, seventy bucks just to go to a movie theater. Um, you know, and, and it's just kind of like I'll wait. But then, you know, and you're hitting the nail on the head. Like whenever I hear about a new whole series coming out, like Moon Knight, like Moon Knight was a perfect example. I was like, oh man, this is like kind of obscure. I'm gonna learn some stuff about this guy. You know, I, I know who he is on the surface, but I don't know you know his character deeply. And then you get this like ridiculously good. Um, and, and I think part of it's probably been helped by the, oh, what do they call the the tech that they used in Mandalorian? And I think they use it in some Moon Knight scenes, too. Um, what, that big giant yeah, blue Yeah, the big giant thing? blue screen that you can use Unity uh, and move pieces around. Like, you can take 3D models and kind of yeah. say, hey, here's, yeah. a, here's a scene. Now put the light over here, and everybody in this whole stage now sees it. You know what I mean? And so, so I, yep. think that, I think that that's probably helping out or was just kind of like a nice little bonus whenever they started jumping into all this. But um, no, I, I'm actually in agreement with you, John. I, I think I am. And don't get me wrong; well, I love movies. Like I like going to see movies at a movie theater. But it's getting fewer and far in between. Well, compare and contrast, if you will, Andor, the series, yep, which we have talked about, we love, yep, versus uh, that movie called Solo. Oh, stop. I like Solo. You know that. You're just digging at but me But imagine now. if Solo had gotten the Andor treatment. Okay, fair enough. That's a great example. That's a great example. I agree with that. That's yeah, light I agree with that. years better. Yeah. Yeah, because you could have explored all of Kira and what, where all she goes afterwards and all the like. Yeah. No, I... Okay, fair enough. Now, here's here's the question, though. Um, could you have got... Well, she did Game of Thrones. I, I can't say that she wouldn't have done another series. I mean, maybe the, the movie was an easy one for her to be like, yeah, I can go do this for like 12 weeks. And and be done, or Paul Bettany's character, or any of those other characters. Um, I'm sorry, I don't know Han Solo's actual character name. I mean, uh, actual actor's name. Uh, nope, not a clue. But Henry, I want to say it's Henry. Uh, whatever. Um, I think it's Harrison. Harrison something. <laughs> Ford, Ford, Chevy. Um, but that being said, though, like, I, yeah, it's it's an interesting. That's a that's a very interesting thought process, and I think you're right. And it's not being greedy on just wanting more time. It's just the fact that you also have this. It's not one movie to wait for. It's like every week you get like a new thing if you want to go wait. You know what I mean? Like you get like a new episode. You get a new part of the story. Um, yeah, interesting. I like it. So, so I, okay. I, so, so, well, so, so I, if you had, if you had, let yeah. me say this: before Disney came out with Disney Plus, before they knew how successful, well, how financially successful versus actual like fandom successful is a little bit different. Um, but before they knew they had this new tech that they could do, Mandalorian was going to explode. You know, they were going to have all this Baby Yoda stuff and all this stuff. Before that, um, do you think that they're now pulling movies in and just saying we're just going to do a series on this? Like, like, have, like, uh, like, like st- stuff that stuff that they had like ten years out planned. Because you know that they do. You right. know they have stuff like ten years out planned. If they're just like, no, 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 guys, we're not doing this anymore. We're doing a series. Whether you're on board or I not, I can't even. I can't even begin to pretend to understand the financials there, because with a movie, 
even now you still have a release and you have the the box office take and and what have you i don't really understand how they how they know what's going on with streaming they yeah. they may have the raw numbers but how does that translate yeah i don't know how does it translate into subscribers i've got i've got an even uh, kind of more interesting take on it too is that um in china of course they only allow x number of uh U.S. I think it's I don't think it's English based movies, but I think it's U.S. created movies into the country mm-hmm. per year. So it's it's like a big deal. Like Avatar got you know a spot, and, and they and they there's a term for it. I forget what it is, but basically you have to go through all the screeners for uh, the People's Republic. Oh, you, you have to go through all the screeners for China to to get you know, through these gates, and then you get to become one of like these thirty movies per year. That's actually a U.S. based movie that gets released in in um, in China. And now I'm sitting back being like, well, I mean, do you kind of bypass that with a series? Because the series goes straight to Disney Plus, where... I don't even... Is that available in China? I have well, no it's always available with a VPN and a credit card. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Um, it, it, it's it's kind of like a... It's kind of like a... Are you getting around it? You know what I mean? Like... I don't... I don't know if that's how that, how, how that works. I really don't know. Yeah. I don't know if it's available, even with a VPN. Yeah, I, I, yeah. From a technical standpoint, I don't know how that works firewall wise, but I, I, I'm just saying if there's kind of like a will, there's a way. Maybe I, I don't know. Can, can more people see it? I, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, I guess technically the same per, same person that's finding the hole to get through to go watch something streaming on Disney Plus can easily find a movie that came out in the U.S. probably faster in in, in all honesty, or a bootleg somewhere. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, maybe it's maybe that's not as as interesting of a question as I thought it would be when I asked it. But that being said, though, I wonder if there's any type of like uh, kind of like money making bypass that you kind of get with going around an actual movie theater in international markets or something. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. You know, so I, I don't I don't know <clears throat> uh, if we can get away from your globalist agenda and back to uh, the material at hand. I'm debating whether to recommend the series to you or do I want to tell you to go read the books? I think I yeah silly because as we know you don't read. No, I excuse me. I actually have been reading a lot more lately than I normally do. I just don't necessarily read um, that the books on my sign. Yes, if it's if it's a sign, it's a different story. I look at the book differently than if I have to go do it. Yeah, so which would be me me assigning you the book. So it's it's a it's a catch twenty two. There we go. That's, that's, that's actually pretty good. I will simply say this: watch the series if you want. Um, that would be easier. And just know that if you only know the first book or or season, you I think you're in for a treat. Okay. Well, I mean, I I, I kind of like feel like I want to read the book. I mean, that, that it sounds like it's yeah. You, I'll let you I'll let you know. So so I did. It's funny you say that because I did go back and started reading. Now I haven't. I'll admit I haven't picked it up in about a week. But I did start reading uh, Leviathan Wakes uh, from the Expanse books because somebody had mentioned to me that that they enjoy the books actually better than the series. And I'll tell you what, I really enjoy that TV series. So I was kind of like, if I really enjoy the TV series, I must really enjoy the books. That's on my list. I heard the same thing, and I, I believe it. So it's on my list of um, eventually I will go read the books. Yeah, and it's one of those, it's one of those books where like, or one of those stories that like I'll read like, you know, like 40 or 50 pages at a time and then set it down and not pick it up for another couple of weeks and then go back to it, you know, and read more of it and that kind of thing. So it's oh, not like a no. press. When I, when I get into a book, I, it's... I devour. All right. So speaking of devour, can I change subjects? Do you mind? No, go ahead. Willow. I ran through Willow in like two nights, three nights. Man. Oh, okay. That yeah. was good. That was good. You 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 suggested on the last podcast. I did. I thought you did. Well, okay. So I mean, it was it it was good. It was good. Oh, oh, oh. I, I think fe- I, I made the point. You made the point that because you had gone back and watched the old one I'm, first, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, you got to go back and watch the the, the yeah, original, and then but. The, it was clear at various points. I'm not the target. Yeah, audience. totally. Total team movie. Really yeah, total team movie. Yeah, I yeah. agree. And that was the first thing. Actually, when I got done with it, I was like, I told my daughter, I was like, you need to watch this. This is like geared for you. But like, kind of the original Willow was too. I mean, it's kind of like it was geared for us back then, but not. You know what I mean? It's kind of. No, it's different when you when you um, break fourth wall. The no, not the fourth wall. When you when you start playing like. Um, Modern hardcore music or something. What am I trying to say? Oh, but that uh, was yeah. modern rock. It's like you you just broke me out of this whole world. Willow the movie didn't do that. It was it yeah, was your standard so, fantasy. But I'm just saying that you know John Williams kind of score, and this just 
has to go in that everybody's a smart Alec and they got to yeah, make quips and yeah, yeah. play the rock music and you know we're all yeah no, I, I, so, no stop doing that so, so yes you you are completely correct the kids of today will not recognize what there was Radiohead it was like all sorts of different things uh, Nirvana Nevermind sung by a different singer so you don't yeah yeah uh, but. Kids, I, I don't like the, the quips. I, I'm gonna call them quips. Where the, the the quick comebacks that are just kind of like a like a that didn't fit in the in the movie or it didn't fit in the show. You know what I mean? Like there, there are just times that you like. The, it's, like I don't it's know. The I don't, what, do you, what, what do you call it's that? It's the Marvel effect. It's the Marvel effect. Everybody's it's not the Guardians Marvel of the effect. Galaxy effect. You get everybody's got to have that that ready quip. No, 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 no. The comics were just as cheeky as the, the movie was. The Willow comics? No, the Guardians of the Galaxy comics. Right, I'm not talking about that. That's fine for Guardians of the Galaxy. It's fine for obviously. Deadpool oh, you're just saying that it's, like that, that. that it's influenced. Marvel this. has made a a massive success off of that tone and style, and so everybody's emulating properties that should not be emulating it are emulating the Marvel tone, and this gets tiring. And, and just to be clear to everybody, we're not talking about story elements here when we say tone. We're talking about. I'm talking about literal words and, and comebacks that they say in the movie they just kind of pull you out a little bit yeah 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 and it, it 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 feels that made me feel like it was definitely not geared it was definitely geared toward like a teenish audience but man very I, much but man i still loved it i loved every bit of that sure and it's fine that it's for a teen audience I mean, like i said i'm not the target demographic i still enjoyed watching it it's yeah. great i feel like you had a better you had a better opinion on it last podcast because I remember, no, I remember no, being, like, I, I remember being like, okay, number one, I got to go watch Sorcha, because I remember Sorcha from the first yes, movie, and I, I want to see right. Sorcha again. Like, like what, what is going on here? Like, what is how, how is she part of the story? All that kind of stuff. And then my second thought was, is Mad Mardigan in this? Because you know, I just didn't know if he'd we be. We heard in his voice. It, we did hear his voice. voice. We did hear his voice. Um, and then I enjoyed the characters of this. It felt very. Um, and this is going to sound weird just because I just watched the trailer today for the new Dungeons and Dragons, but it felt like a very, like, like a, a very, uh, Dungeons and Dragons type party setting. Like, like you had, you had this hulking guy, you have other people who are the magic users, you know, and, all, and I, 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 I like those kind of stories. So I, I, I took a liking to this show pretty quickly. I, I really, I literally ran through it probably in two, maybe three nights. Um, I thought it was really, really good. Uh, yeah, you can do that when you wait for all the episodes to be released. Yeah, I was that's exactly what I do. Week by week. That's why I don't do it week by week. I can't do that. It'll get to it'll get to be sometimes be week four, and myself. I'm like, no, I just yeah. I got something else to do tonight. Um, there was something else that I finished watching too that I was going to tell you about. It, it, what else? What else have you been watching? I've done a lot of uh, reading lately, and uh, I don't know if you know. I'm sure you know The Martian by Andy Weir, yep. right? Yep. So. Uh, he had a, a book, or he wrote a book called Artemis. Yep. Uh, did you read that? No, one? I have not. I own it. Okay. <laughs> it's sitting on my shelf, but uh, I've not read it. It's it's in your to do list. It is. Um, it's 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 quite good. Uh, it's not it's not all that deep. Uh, it's not a very big book, but it's quite enjoyable. Um, it's not a continuation then, of Martian, right? Like it's not the same characters. Or not anything. at all. Okay. No. Okay. No. Okay. No. No. no, no. Uh, and I don't know if I've mentioned before, but his, I think it's his latest book, Project Hail Mary. I have heard of that. And I don't you, own it. Yeah. If you, you, that is probably, that has become probably one of my favorite books don't, of all time. Oh, I knew you were going to say it. Wow. That is a. I so thoroughly enjoyed that book. I wish that's, it falls in the category of please someone like Give me a lobotomy so I can read it again. Wait, wait, wait. So, so, so uh, which one came out first, uh, Artemis? I think, or? I think Artemis came out. Yeah, I think so. Was, I think I've had it on my shelf for a while. Hell Mary's, I think, is most recent. Okay. And I saw it come out and, and read a brief, you know, the little blurb, and I thought, yeah, I want to read that. And it's just so good. It's just can, so good. Can you give me, can you give me a, a setup to the story, not the story itself? Of course, I don't want to spoil anything. Yeah, yeah, and that, that's that's exactly what I'm asking you, and you know, for me and the audience, because I and I don't know not, how much of at, this, at this glowing of a of a of a review, I'm going to have to read it. I honest, you know what I tell you? I would honestly tell you because of the way the novel's structured, oh, I would tell you that you need to read that book cold. Okay, fair enough. Cold, don't read the jacket. Okay. Don't read any review. Of course, read it cold because um, that's practically what I did. Uh, I I respect him as an author. Yep, and it God is so good. It's just so good. Was he the author that wrote the egg? Yeah, yeah. He so he has this short story that he wrote. And I feel like it was a while back, 
um, maybe 10 years ago. The, the, the short story came about, and this was, man, I want to say that Martian was already out as a book. But I don't know that it had gotten the acclaim that it had gotten. And it definitely the movie hadn't started or anything like that, uh, I, I think, when this story came out. But it's called The Egg. I'll send you a link to it. Everybody on this podcast, free. It's a short story. It's out there on the net. Um, I'll find you a copy. It, it's it's so it's somewhere. It, it may have been published in like a magazine or like one of those short story science fiction novel things. Um, but uh, I remember reading that and just being like, what what is this guy on? This is so good. Like, this is like... This is like next, next, next level. Like, because I remember, like, with like, it, it was it was the same vibe that I got from like Inception, where I was just kind of like, "Wow, I'm like really, really amazed by it." And um, and then I associated him immediately with you know The Martian, and then um, again Artemis, which I just haven't read yet. But uh, that's good. I, I I'm I'm really like maybe next week we'll be starting that book just because you are you are I, it is very rare to hear you give that glowing of a recommendation. Yeah, and, and contrast that. Uh, like I said, Artemis was a fine a fine read. It was enjoyable. Uh, I liked the world building there. Uh, really good story. Nicely done. Um, Hail Mary, Project Hail Mary is uh, just next level. I, if you're a sci-fi guy, you know what I'm saying. And, and it's funny to be to be honest with you too, just because I've only really heard people talk about Artemis more than Project hmm. Hail Mary, and maybe it's just because of the newness. I, and that's probably what it is. is it, you, how long ago do you think it came out? Artemis? No, no, Project Hail Mary. Oh, Project, uh, I think I read it like a year ago. Oh, okay, so it's been out for a while then. Okay, all right. It's, it's been out for a little bit. Um, uh, one of the, I saw a tweet today that reminded me, uh, one of the astronauts on the uh, space station was reading it, like they had a picture of her reading it. <laughs> How cool would that be, though? How cool would that be? Uh, yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Um Sorry, I'm talking to myself after my 10% beer. I just thought how, how, neat, how, how neat it would be to be reading like something like, because I, I immediately went to the Martian, is be reading the Martian while you're literally in space. And then being like, well, do I know how to grow potatoes? Like, like, like you know what I mean? Like, you're just kind of like, I don't know what I would do. You know what I mean? Like, I, like I'm prepared. I feel like I'm prepared, but am I prepared? You have that like, yeah, you have that kind of uh, imposter syndrome thing going on, um, <laughs> which you don't want in the middle of space. Uh, yeah, so that's, that's, that's on my list now. I, I'm... I'm really amazed that you haven't mentioned this to me beforehand because we just went out for beers like a week or two ago, and uh, and you didn't mention. Well, this Well, I mean, me. I read it like a year ago. I think. I know, I know, I know. I'm glad you save it for the podcast. So I, I, yeah. I remi- well, I was reminded by reading Artemis because that was the, the oh, okay. Next, that was the, that was not the, his next book. But yeah, it was, that was the harbinger for that. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. Have you been watching anything else? Or you just really been reading the whole time? Playing anything? Video game wise? No, I haven't been playing anything. So we I'm trying to think of uh, yeah. So I, I haven't. So I got back into Destiny for a little bit, and then I was just kind of like, I don't want to do this slog again. Um, so I haven't. I, I don't know that I really opened up anything. I've been playing some Fortnite stuff with my son, but not much gaming wise. Um, trying. I, I, there, there is a game called Triangle Strategy, which is like Final Fantasy kind of tactics a little bit that I've been playing a little bit on the PC, but but not much. But um, I'm trying to think. I feel like there was another series that I just wrapped up that I was like, oh, I'm gonna do- definitely have to talk to John about that. But um, I, I am. I went back and restarted uh, Rings of Power. Upon your suggestion, you said get past episode three because I remember I was stuck on episode three and I was just kind of like, I don't know if I want to keep doing this. And then uh, I have to huh. admit, I've, yeah. I watched four and five, yeah. and I'm on six now. And yeah, it totally picks up. It really picks up very well. There's st- there's still quite a lot of anger uh, about that series out there, and I think we mentioned before. Whatever, don't watch it. That's fine. Yeah, but you should watch it because it's actually. Really hey, it was enjoyable to me. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, so, uh, I got a question for you. Um, and and you you never did much tabletop gaming or anything whenever you were growing up. I don't think. I think you told me that you never really played Dungeons and Dragons or anything of that nature. Uh, you definitely only a a little bit. Okay, you did. Okay, bit. okay. So 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 yeah. you know the kind of the history of Dungeons and Dragons, how big you know of a company it is, and or I shouldn't say company, but uh, how big of a a um, I hate using the term IP again in the same podcast, but like how big of a. a a thing it is, I guess is the best way to say it. Um, yeah, really popular with the Satanists. Yeah, really popular with the Satanists running through sewers with swords and um, all that kind of good stuff. Uh, so the uh, you know the big hoopla here lately um, on the way that they're rewriting this type of license. I I am not going to pretend that I know anything about this people. So so please, I know all uh, you know 
6,000 of you are going to write me in and just be like, write into me and just be like, you have no idea what you're talking about with the open gaming license. This is blah. You know, I really, I freely admit I have nothing, no, nothing about this. But there's been a big hoopla like in the last two weeks about this license that they have that allows other people to operate within its uh, gaming system and sell, you know, products and how they want to change that and some other stuff. But I've, I started to see backlash against the Dungeons and Dragons movie that's been in the works for, you know, I don't know, two or three years since COVID probably. Um, and they released another trailer yesterday or today, I forget which. And, uh, oh man, I am so pumped for that movie. I am so pumped for that movie. That is like my childhood. Like if, if you had, if you had said that there was going to be a movie about this exact thing to me 25 years ago, I would have flipped. I would have been like, this is the best thing in the world. Now, that being said, I was a huge Dragonlance fan and they had a Dragonlance semi-animated movie that came out uh, probably about... 15 years ago that was just absolutely terrible and then there was actually a Dungeons and Dragons movie that came out probably about the same time about 15 years ago that was really terrible yeah. um but this looks great did you watch the trailer I've not seen the you said there's a new trailer there's a second there's a, a second trailer. yeah there's a so there was a first trailer and the second trailer okay. I, I probably only adds about 50 percent more uh to the what you've seen in the first trailer but um man I think it looks really really it good. good no it looked it looked really good I'm almost to the point where I don't want to watch trailers uh, past yeah. a certain point because they start to give so much away. Yeah, I agree with that. That's happened so often. It's like, okay, yeah. show me the first one. Okay, I'm in. Done. Yeah, I'll mark it on my calendar and yeah. I'll go see it. But that's about it. Yeah, and speaking of going to the actual movie theaters, I will probably go to the movie theater to see this. This, Like I said, this was like a, a legacy thing for me when I was a kid. I was like, this is this is what I want to see on the big screen. And uh, I hate that, like, I guess all this stuff's popped up about this open gaming license and all this other stuff. And again, I don't understand it. They could totally be in the wrong. I, I have no clue about the branding, the commercialization. I think Wizards of the Coast owns Dungeons and Dragons now, the people that do Magic the Gathering. And, um, you know, I, I think that, you know, I, I freely admit I'm, I'm naive about it. But, man, I'm so happy for this movie. And I hope that it doesn't bomb because people are getting all upset about it. this. The only reason I'm bringing this up is because we talked about uh, the Rings of the Power and you were talking about how people were uh, kind of giving it poor reviews and such on, on the net without so, even watching so it. So angry about it. I know. It. I know. Just... I don't understand why people get so angry about stuff anymore. I, we, we, I don't want to rehash this conversation. We've had this on the podcast nope. multiple times. We, we definitely covered yeah, it. We, we co- know why. We, it's we, we've covered it. crap. But it sucks. I, yeah. It just And that's what like, I'm already starting to see like people will be like, oh, let's boycott Dungeons and Dragons and stuff. And I'm like, oh, man. I'm like, come on. You ruin things <laughs> without even seeing them. We don't know yet. It could be the best movie ever. You don't know. It could be terrible. And I'll be the first to admit that it's terrible when it's terrible. But... I don't know. The only reason I brought that up was because you talked about the the Rings of Power. Um, have you heard anything about that series? Are they redoing? Are they signed on for a second season of that? Do you know? I think I think it's it's greenlit, but I'm not sure. Yeah, that that just I think it's greenlit. Yeah, I was watching when I was watching it last night. Uh, number one, I, I always forget that they're like seventy minutes an episode, which is insane when you really think about it uh, mm-hmm. for for a show. But also, too, the, the sheer cost of that. I can't. I mean, well, that was a big story. That was how much a sucker cost, like a billion dollars. Yeah, I I sat there. I sat there last night, and I was like watching like one scene, and just I, I sat back and I was just like, how how do you pay for this? Like, my gosh. I mean, and I remember somebody saying that it was like kind of like Bezos' pet project. You know, he was he was always a big fan as a kid and that kind of stuff. But um, yeah, that's that's a lot. Just a tangent, really quickly, and then we got to wrap things up. Yep. Yep. We're 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 closer than I think most people realize to uh, all of that being generated, and oh, so totally. writers just have to type in a prompt, fill it in, yeah, you know, yep. yeah, and then it, boom, it's all you know the visuals, the all of it's generated, and that sort of technology is world changing, yep, in ways we can't even begin to comprehend right now. Yep. So much of that stuff, yeah, and, and, and to, to be fair, I think that we we need to make sure we specify that when we say close. Me and John are old men. We, we we think on a little bit longer horizons than probably some of the people that that, that listen to this podcast. But but still, even within ten years, the, the, it's going to change so much, so much. And um, yeah, it maybe gets cheaper, and there's better stories out there. And then it kind of ends up being though like a Spotify type situation where you have to almost depend on the algorithm to find stuff that you think you'll like you know what i mean like there's just so much oh no no oh no 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 so much the algorithm is going to know what you like uh, and it's going to generate stories that entertain you for you but then i can't talk about it with my friend john on the podcast because he saw a completely different movie that's true so where's our where's our collective love well your friend john will be a guy generated as well 
<laughs> John, did you see that movie? Yes, I saw the film and it was wonderful. Yes. You were always the best on the podcast, Eric. <laughs> I'm sorry that I had to bring you down watching that. I'm sorry. Wait a minute. Wait, is this John or is this what is going on? I give you like a FaceTime and you're like up in space or something reading novels about space and space station. <laughs> and, I'm like, and, I, and I'm like, John, did you not just talk to me about the movie? No, no, no. That's my AI generator. He's just going to talk to you about it. He's going to tell you sweet nothings in your ear. Uh, okay. Well, all right. Now, now, we're, now we know where your mind goes. So thanks for joining us on podcast number 35, the Par 6 podcast. Uh, next week, we're jumping ahead. Remember, we talked about how we had already watched, uh, I think, episodes 15 through 19 of this season. That was the Zilla Beast episodes. And we are jumping all the way ahead to episode 20. So, uh, John, thanks for joining me. And uh, thank you for drinking beer with me. Happy to do so, always. Yeah, as always. Um, I did finish it. I did finish my my, my ten year anniversary ten percent. Which you know, nice. Now that it, now that I'm at a can, I'm like, okay, it says ten percent. Yeah. Until next week, stay safe. This is the Eleven Parsecs Podcast, Episode Thirty Five. If you enjoyed this podcast, please take a moment to subscribe and leave us a good review. And be sure to check us out at elevenparsecs.com and Discord. I'm Jonathan Smith with that marvel of a man, Eric Thompson. Thank you for joining us. All oh, these shows are great.